Welcome to the Dinner Party Download. This is your icebreaker. Here's a joke. Two sausages are laying in a pan together, and one sausage looks at the other sausage and goes, Hey man, I think it's getting hot in here. And the other sausage looks at him and goes, Oh my god, a talking sausage! I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. I'm Rico Galliano, and from American Public Media, this is the Dinner Party Download, the show that helps you win your next dinner party. You just get a food-related joke from Buck A.E. Down of Rock Carnival the Mutator yes. to break the ice. And coming up, in honor of Thanksgiving, a three-course meal of stuff you don't know about grilled cheese, hot sauce, and donuts. You know, the holiday classics. Yum. Let's do this. So, it being Thanksgiving, we thought we'd put together some of our favorite main course segments from past episodes, uh, including some oldies that you might have missed. And actually, it's the weekend after Thanksgiving, so leftovers seem totally appropriate. That's true. (laughs) But these are delicious. Indeed. And here's the first item, illegal grilled cheese. Nothing tastes better than crime. A few months back, we learned about a guy in New York City known only as Ronnie. You text him, tell him where you are, and a few minutes later, he delivers you a grilled cheese sandwich, which is exactly what Brendan did. Okay, I'm here on location in the Lower East Side. I just texted this number, and I just told him where I was, and I'm waiting to hear back. Oh, I just got a text back. He says, I'm on a delivery. Be there in 15 minutes. All right, I can wait. So it's been about 10 minutes, and every time I look around, I think I see Ronnie. Is Ronnie a kid with alabaster legs that look like lollipop sticks riding a skateboard? Is Ronnie riding a bike with a cast on one leg (laughs) and a bandana? Hey, how's it going? You're Ronnie? Yeah. Do you have this stuff? I do. I have the stuff right here for you. We didn't even talk about price. Price? This is a $5 sandwich. You've changed for 10? Yeah. what, What kind of dealer would I be without change? Look at all that cat. How many grilled cheese have you moved today? Today, done like 50. Do you mind sitting while before I snack on this? So how did this get started? Basically, I was making a grilled cheese for all my buddies when we'd come back after a night out. And they loved it and told their friends, and their friends kind of spread the word. And it grew bigger just by word of mouth. And so then how did that turn into, like, people texting you randomly and press about this? So the press happened because my brother's girlfriend used to be in PR, and she contacted Urban Daddy. And they ate it up. And so Literally? <laughs> yeah, pun intended. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check this out. It's really nice bread. Yep. Hey, what kind of bread is this? this is, uh, that's, what do I have? Rye there from Blue Ribbon Bakery. And we have Granny Smith apples and gooey cheddar cheese. And a whole lot of cheddar cheese. Excellent. And it's still hot. Yeah. Your kitchen must be, I, don't, I know you're not going to tell me, but your kitchen must be pretty close. It's pretty close. And I did a couple laps around the block trying to find you. So what's next? Next, I'm looking to get into a legal kitchen. For example, a restaurant that isn't open for lunch. I would rent it out from them and just work the lunch shift, delivering sandwiches everywhere. You know how people are really picky in restaurants? Has anyone, like, sent you back? (laughs) I've gotten nothing but good feedback. Isn't that part of it, though? Because you get away with a lot because it's such a clever setup that this sandwich could suck and I would still be tickled. Definitely. The product still has to be good, but even if it's not excellent, people are still probably going to like it. So when are you going to be able to reveal your identity? Once I get into a legal kitchen. So why Ronnie? Well, it's the perfect pseudonym because it's my name also. (laughs) Clever, see? I knew I was an ace reporter and I could get that out of you. Ronnie, you're under arrest. I'm sorry to tell you. Uh oh. <laughs> whole, our whole website is a sham. This is all this. We've been working on this for two years, this case. We finally cracked it. Wow. You guys were working on this before I even started. That's right. That's how good we are. It's like Minority Report for food. So, Rico, an update on that story. Ronnie now has a real job, uh, so he no longer delivers. 
but he is available for catering. I kind of <laughs> like that there was a New York City sandwich Batman, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the grill. Call the hotline. <laughs> a big cheese slice light. <laughs> In the sky. In the sky. Just a wedge. Anyway, despite the secret identity element, um, I admit grilled cheese isn't the most exciting entree. All right. But there is a way to bring it to another level. Hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few months back, Rico spoke to Prisha Tong at Light My Fire, get it, where they sell over a thousand types of hot sauce. She told him pepper heat is rated in something called Scoville units. Jalapeno is about 2,500 to 5,000 Scoville units. The hottest pepper in the world right now is the Jalokia, the ghost pepper. Uh, we have a sauce, Dave's Insanity, Jalokia ghost pepper edition, and it's uh, rated at 800,000 Scoville units. I noticed that on the Dave's Insanity pepper box, and it is in a box as though to keep it from bleeding out like alien acid blood through yes. the, the shelf. It has like yellow caution tape wrapped around the top of it. Is that just for show or should I really? No, you should heed that warning. I've actually taken uh, sauces straight out of the box and they've had residue on the bottles before and it's still as painful, even as just a little bit diluted on the outside of the bottle. It should be handled with respect. What is this stuff up here on the off-the-charts shelf? A lot of our off-the-charts items are capsicums. They are pure heat from a pepper done through a chemical process. A lot of chefs will add just a drop to whatever dish they're making. It will not mess with the flavor. It will increase the heat. Like how hot? What is the hottest capsicum you've got? It's uh, 16 million Scoville units. 16 million Scoville units? Yes, even pepper spray itself rates at 4 million. I've heard some people say they'll add a drop to maybe five gallons of chili and spice it up incredibly. Why do you think people would bother subjecting themselves to something like that? A lot of people, when it gets hot, like to eat it because it makes them sweat, and sweat cools you down when the breeze hits you. Another reason I've heard is um, people just grew up with it. They love the flavor. Even though it's painful, you just got to sacrifice for that kind of flavor. Sort of like driving a, a big car that sucks 20 gallons of gas per mile. You know, it's nostalgic. It's the big car everybody wants, but probably shouldn't have. (laughs) All right, why don't you, is there something that I can try? Uh, Yes. Something that's going to give me enough of a reaction that people will be able to hear it on the radio. This is one of our hottest sauces in the shop. I really beg you to be careful with this one. This is Dave's ultimate insanity. And you're actually dribbling a drop of this onto a toothpick. This is like a molecule of sauce. This is going to be enough to do something to me? Um, It could be enough. It could actually be quite painful for you. All right. Here we go. First of all, I don't think it tastes very good. (laughs) Second of all, oh, man. It's like setting off a pin-sized bomb in my tongue that is spreading through my entire head. (laughs) This is really weird. You're involuntarily swallowing the hot sauce now. You'll start to feel more pain probably later. The best way to take care of this feeling you're having now is milk. Water, beer, anything that people usually think it makes it better doesn't make it better. I'm lactose intolerant. Um, soy milk? (laughs) That's hot. Rico, thanks for sacrificing your face for the team. That's that's fine. <laughs> Basically, you get grilled cheese, and I get my lips melted off. Hey, man, I, I could have been mugged out there. That's true. <laughs> uh, and but you also get the last item on our menu: dessert, specifically donuts, round cakes with a hole in the middle. Not to be confused with cupcakes, which you hate. Yes, I hate cupcakes. I make no secret about it. I think our desire for them is this return to being children. But more than ever, we really need to act like adults in this country. I don't think it's a coincidence that the mortgage bubble paralleled the cupcake bubble. You know, I thought they were just (laughs) tiny cakes with frosting. Tiny frosted evil, Rico. So a few months ago, I headed to Dynamo Donuts in San Francisco. The owner there, Sarah Spiran, makes these very grown-up boutique donuts, and I tried to enlist her in my war on cupcakes. Well, I don't think the cupcake's ever going to die. Why? I think there's great cupcakes, and there's mediocre cupcakes, and there's 
great donut, so there's mediocre donuts. You're, you sound more like a politician than a baker. <laughs> Fine, but your donuts here aren't your typical donuts, and so could you uh, share with us the roster? We have a apple bacon maple glaze donut. I think that donut has the potential to heal wounds in America. <laughs> but tell what else do you have? We have lemon pistachio. We have a lemon thyme. We have ginger orange, plain vanilla bean. We have a chocolate spiced with cinnamon and chipotle pepper. Oh, and the new pumpkin chocolate chip with nutmeg. Now, are there some um, kind of kosher rules for making donuts? The one cardinal rule is it has to be fried in shortening. That gives it the nice crust on the outside. We use a 100% organic uh, palm oil shortening. Is it like time to make the donuts? Is that a joke in your house now? It's true. It's true. What time do you wake up to make the donuts? I get up about 2.30. Is there something about donuts that they need to be made in the middle of the night? Like, why can't you? Because they need to rise. So I get them going right away. And three rises later, they're coming out of the fryer. They have to cool before I can frost them. And then the first batch is cooled about 6.45, so we can open at 7. I think we're on to something here, though. The cupcake, part of its popularity comes from the fact that it's pretty easy to make. It's a very quick make. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. So it doesn't require three rising, like all this? No. Right. So if you really appreciate treats and good food and baked goods, then cupcake is just is just an imposter? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'm trying to create like an East Coast, West Coast war between the cupcake and the donut company, and you won't go for it. No. Cupcakes are great. I don't think they're ready, man. It's West Coast, California, where we come. So, Brendan, it's interesting. When you first recorded this piece, a bacon donut was kind of a novelty. It was a, a mind-bender. Yeah. Now it's probably as commonplace as toast. But a little tastier, but yeah. It looks like donuts lost out to macaroons in the race to be the uh, in-snacked. But yep. it's okay. As long as cupcakes suffer, I'm happy. <laughs> and on that note of grace, we end our Thanksgiving <laughs> special. Uh, folks, thanks to Jackson Musker, and thank you for being good company. Pumpkin pie is fine. Bon appetit. Bon appetit.